Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means taking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. Now, a common question I get asked is how do you balance your day job with setting up a new business or having a, an, an additional income stream or a side hustle? And it's very easy to have one foot in one and one foot in the other and tread water and five, 10 years down the line, you still haven't made the progress that you want. So I'm going to give you some practical tips here on managing the both of them. Now, um, I'm talking to someone here who has a very busy day job, very busy day, very intense, long shifts. So um, the same could be for you. Some people's day jobs are longer and more demanding than others. And what I'm going to say is the amount of time does not matter. So when I tell you what I'm going to tell you, the amount of time doesn't matter. What matters is the habit. That is the vital thing. It's the habit. So some people I know could spare six hours a day. Some people I know could spare six hours a week at a push. It doesn't matter how long it matters about the habit. So the first thing I would recommend, and this will help emotionally as well as operationally, and this is good for Graham, for Jay and for everyone watching as well, is you set a specific date sometime in the midterm future where you have achieved whatever goal it is you're desiring to achieve but haven't yet set. So for example, December the 15th, 2022, which would be 18-ish months. I am full-time in my side hustle or my business, and I have completely quit my day job. And depending on how many hours you've got and how much income you're making already and how quickly you can think you can make that income, I mean, I've seen people do this in six, eight weeks, and I've seen people take three to five years. Now, six and eight weeks will be people who've got a lot of time and are desperate and have to make it work and are not, you know, their backs are against the wall and it's do or die. People three to five years, very busy professional, maybe they're making good money. Because sometimes the people who are making good money often get forgotten, but don't you worry, I don't forget you. Because sometimes if you make a good salary, it's harder for you because you've got more to lose. Like when I started, I was 50 grand in personal debt. I was making nothing. I had nothing to lose. So I get that. So the step one is the plan. So what the plan does, it's a bit like thinking, right, I am going to take a drive today. The first thing you'd probably do is get the sat nav out and put the postcode in and plan the destination. 
Because if you started driving without that, what you're doing is taking a nice drive. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs who are, yeah, I'm doing internet stuff, I'm doing courses, I'm reading books, and it's nice, and they're enjoying it, but they're not going anywhere because they haven't set where they're going to go. Now, it's ideal to have somewhere between realistic and optimistic. So optimistic might be three, six months. Realistic might be one to two years. And I suggest you go in the middle. Too realistic and there's no accountability and urgency. Too optimistic and you get there and you're only making an extra 500 quid a month on your side hustle and you beat yourself up that you failed. Now, I've been here, by the way, so I'm not just preaching. I've been here. Because I had the, the only job I had where I worked for someone else that wasn't my dad was in a property sourcing business in 2006. And I started there in Feb and I earned good money in that job. But by September, I, I, in my heart, I knew I had to leave. And there are a load of reasons and I won't go into it. And it was hard to convince Mark. Mark was working there with me because Mark's more of a safe player. And, he, and Mark, the thing with Mark is, he's like, oh, I can, I can handle anyone talking to me badly. I can handle not being in the right situation. As long as I know in two or three or five years, I'll be out of it or I'm learning something from it. So for example, Mark could work for a boss he really didn't like if he thought he could learn something from them. Whereas I'm a bit more emotional and I'm like, I don't care what you can teach me. You're an idiot. You know, I, I, like my ego gets in the way a bit sometimes because I'm, I'm just more emotional. Um, so in, in, in September, when I was like, Mark, we have to leave, we have to leave, we have to leave, we have to leave. It was really stressing me out. But as soon as I put a date on it, now I didn't tell Mark because he'd have gone, no way. But in my head, I'm like, end of December, we're gone. And all of a sudden, my boss turned into a better guy, even though he didn't change. My job turned, I actually enjoyed it more because I now had hope and a plan. Now, by the way, step one of the plan is the date. Step two of the plan is the plan, i.e. Um, I would say the first part of the plan, and this is probably the most important bit. And you'd want to read my book, Routine Equals Results, if you want to do this step by step. It's a really practical book. It's a short book. It'll only take you 90 minutes to read. It's intentionally short. But what you do is you compartmentalize your diary and you slot in key result areas and income generating tasks for your side hustle into that diary. Now, I'm going to take some extreme examples. So just so I can show you that even if you don't have much time, you can still do this. So probably the two most extreme examples would be, you know, someone who works really long shifts or someone who is currently homeschooling 16 kids. Or even just two like Caroline is, who's just logged on on the live. I know a lot of single mum entrepreneurs who are homeschooling one or two kids. That's hard. I get that. That's hard. But they go to sleep. You can get up before them and you can go to sleep after them. And if you did one hour's work before they got up and one hour's work before after they went to bed, like I interviewed Derek Sivers yesterday at 8 p.m. He's got a child and his child was in bed and he did, the, he did a 90 minute live while his child was in bed. He got that done. So even if you're homeschooling, you know, the whole of Peterborough under sixes um, or, you know, you're a doctor on the front line, really busy. You go through that diary and you go, oh, OK, I, I do shifts. So on Wednesday, I've got three hours and on Sunday, I've got three hours. 
and you block them in and you put a recurring diary appointment in and then that stays there forever. So even Jay Graham and everyone watching, if you don't have a completely recurring, routine, agendaized diary for 30 to 60 minute slots all day, every day, then you've, you can still improve on that. Now, by the way, just because you have slots in doesn't mean you have to fill them. But every day from 5 a.m. to 9 p.m., it is slotted in my diary what I do. And by the way, that includes going to the gym. That includes time with the kids, my family. That includes any social stuff. Thankfully, I don't have much of a social life, so that doesn't take much time. That's like 15 minutes a week. Um, but my calls are in, in chunks. My meetings are in, in chunks, or now my Zoom meetings. I'd batch viewings. I'd want to do six or seven in one go. You know, you'd probably have to. Now, some people are like, oh, I haven't got much time, therefore I'm at a disadvantage. I know entrepreneurs who've got 50 hours a week and they're fucking about. Because they've got so much time, they don't know what to do with it. I know entrepreneurs who've got seven or eight hours a week and they're doing 30 hours a week of what someone who's got a load of free time is. So it's, this is why I said it's not about the time. It's about how you leverage the time. Like if, if you had an important project and you had two hours, go, the clock starts. That's it. You've got two hours. That's it. No, you've got two hours. Sorry. No. Then you're staying sat down and you're getting it done and you're not moving for two hours and you're not taking a break and you're not checking Facebook. You're getting it done. So that's the second thing. The first thing is the date. The second thing is the compartmentalized diary. And then the third thing is the more specific key result areas. So what some people do is, oh man, I've got a load of tasks to do. All right, okay, I'm doing my work today. Get my post-it note out. I've got job A, job B, job C, job D, job E, job F. And it's admin. I've got to reply to this and do this. I've got to go to the shop. I've got to go to the post. I've got to do it. And they just chuck all their tasks on it. That's too overwhelming. That's too overwhelming. That's try, like trying to pick peas out of sick. Um, the best thing to do is to know what your key result areas are. So your key result areas are the areas that achieve your vision, that have the highest impact in achieving your goals and your mission. So if you're a property investor, viewings is a key result area. Making offers, raising finance, setting up and managing properties, they're all key result areas. Admin, chasing solicitors is not. So you do your key result areas and then you outsource the non-income generating tasks and all the admin you outsource that to a VA who you pay a few quid an hour. Setting up your diary, setting up your social media platforms, syncing all your systems, buying all your stuff online. My assistants do everything for me. My car needs a new set of tires. She's on that. I bought some stuff on, um, on flannels. I like clothes. I buy, I buy stuff on a, a website called Flannels and Farfetch. Um, I return nine things out of ten that I buy because they don't fit. She sends them back. Need a, need a new Zoom recorder. She orders it. Something wrong with my Zoom, the level's on it. Send someone over to the house to sort it out. Set up my studio upstairs. Do any research. Do researches for guests. Research for questions I've got for guests. But what happens is our, our old habits die hard, don't they? And so we've only got six, 10 hours a week. And then we're just doing a load of admin. And we haven't viewed offers, viewed properties, made offers on properties, or done things to raise finance to buy properties. In, in property, there's four key result areas only. Four, viewings, offers, finance, management. There's four key result areas. That's it. Viewings, offers, finance, management. 
Everything else is admin. So finance is raising JV partners, getting the mortgage, exchange completion, all that. Viewings is obviously lining up the properties, offices buying them, and the management is lettings, refurb, and ongoing management. There are no other key result areas in property. Yet you could write 100 jobs to do in property, and 70 of them could not be under VOFM. Hi, it's Rob here, interrupting you with something you may not know about me. I was one of the few people on the planet hand-selected by Facebook to pilot their new supporter program. It's a very small premium model where you can get exclusive content and advance notice or discount of new products and services. So this is what I've done for you. Not only can you get best discounts, for any training that we might run. Not only do you get notified first of any launches we do, we also do supporter meetups, supporter dinners, supporter WhatsApp groups where you have a, a deeper community. I do supporter only ask me anything. I do supporter only content and podcasts. We have a community of 2,500 supporters and I'd love to give you the chance to be one of those. I believe this is the best supporter program in the whole world. Find me a better one, but I don't think you will. So the link is bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R. That's bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R. I believe the gap between free content and paid content is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. There's a lot of free content out there that's maybe not that good. And for just a few dollars a month, you can get the best content on business, on entrepreneurship, on starting up, on scaling up, on sales, on marketing, on the mindset of being an entrepreneur. So go to bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R right now. The next thing is you need to stay consistent. This, I, I don't care if you do three hours a week, as long as you don't miss a week. Because look, I've got a lot of entrepreneurs who follow me and entrepreneurs seem to be momentum junkies. I've just figured this out. Actually, I should, I'm going to write something about that momentum junkie. What that means is once we're on a roll, it's hard to stop us. Very hard to stop us. But once we get out of a habit, man, it's hard to get back on it again. Because not all entrepreneurs, of course, there are different profiles, but most entrepreneurs, you know, they're, they're visionary, they're strategic, they're top line. They get quite excitable. They can see the big picture. But as soon, as soon as they're over it, they're onto something else and they're done. They're over it. So all that time it takes to start, you know, like the truck pull, massive amount of energy to start. But once that truck's moving, that truck's moving and you don't want to stop that truck because if you stop that truck, that truck is really hard to start moving again. But once that's moving, it's really hard to stop. And I know life gets in the way and coronavirus gets in the way and, you know, Jay, your missus gets in the way. I hope she's not listening. And I know all of this stuff gets in the way, but like, honestly, when you're moving, you've got to keep moving. When you, yeah. So for me, when I'm thinking about stuff, I get it done. So I've just had Sally Log on here, who's, um, she's a really good influencer. She's got great uh, business and she's interested in doing podcasts. And, and, and if I was to say anything to Sally, I'd say, while you're thinking about it, get it done. Because in three months, you might be over it and moving on and you might never come back to a podcast again. So when you're in the flow, it's so much harder to, um, get in flow when you're not in it. It's actually quite hard to get out of it once you're in momentum. 
So once you've got your routine and like, yeah, I'm, I'm cooking on gas now. I'm getting up on Monday morning. I know what I've got to do. I'm getting good work done before the kids get up. I'm even getting my exercise in. You've got to keep consistent on that. It's all about momentum, consistency, social media, you know, doing lives. Once you st start getting to doing them every day and doing content every day, it's pretty easy. Once you haven't done a live for a week or two, you just can't be asked. It's like the gym. It's like everything. It's everything. Like if you do martial arts and you haven't been for six months, the last thing you want to do is go and get beaten up on the dojo. So don't get out of that. Don't get out of that. This is why I say I don't care how long it is. I don't care if it's three hours a week. Yeah. Now, someone has just said here, Claire, it's so hard not to feel trapped when you earn well. Uh, that's an illusion, just so you know. Um, just because you earn well um, doesn't mean, in theory, if you earn well, you've got more money to invest. You've got more money to invest in training, to get a VA, etc. So what you've got to stop doing, and I say this politely to everyone, what you've got to stop doing is looking at it being easier for everyone else. It's just different for everyone else. Those that earn really good money, you've got more to lose, yeah. You might have a really good job and it might take more time, yeah. Um, but you've got money to invest and you're already successful and you can leverage that experience. So you've got different upsides. So don't, this is the, the last thing I'm going to say on it because I think it's the, probably the most important thing in terms of just how you, your mood. Stop comparing yourself to everyone else. You know, if you're in our communities, there's loads of people going, yeah, look at me, how well I'm doing on social media. There's loads of people that are doing well. There's people pretending to do well. There's people struggling. And there's all sorts in between. There's the young, the old. There's the people all over social media, never on social media. There's everyone. But we've all got a different story. We've all got a different scenario. We've all got a different background. We're all of a different age. We're all in a different stage of life. And if you demotivate yourself by looking at other people and how they're doing, oh, it's easier for them. And it's, as soon as you say it's easier for X, you're losing. It's not easier. It's different. It's never easier. It's different. And by the way, for everyone you say it's easier for them, I can say, well, it's harder for them. I could pick someone who's way harder for you, for them than you. So don't compare yourself to anyone else. One final thing is um, just keep at it because you don't know when you're going to get your eureka moment. You don't know when it's finally going to click. You don't know when you're going to make your first pound or your first thousand pound or your first hundred thousand pound. You don't know when you're going to get your first property accepted or the next property accepted. You don't know. It's tomorrow. It's manana. But as soon as you get demotivated, what, with demotivation, what happens is demotivation manifests in the future in a lack of action. And therefore, that manifests the very fear you were worried about. But if you just stay consistent and keep on keeping on, then one, like, think, I don't know, when I was a kid, I found this conker and it had a sprout out of it. And I planted it and I'd go back every day and of course nothing happened. And it took a long time for something to come out of the ground. And it took quite a long time for anything of any significance to show. But as soon as it started to go, it started to go. And it was like, every day I came back, this is bigger, this is bigger, this is bigger. This is bigger because of compounding and momentum. Um, apparently lilies double in size every day. So it might take 12 years for lilies to grow half the size of a pond. And it takes a day for it to grow the full size of the pond. Because it doubles in size every day. And that's what compounding and momentum does. But you have to keep going. 
and even three hours a week compounds. In three years, three to five hours a week is gonna mean something, it's gonna matter, it's gonna be money, it's gonna be progress, it's gonna be followers and fans and customers and clients and JV partners and everything else. Cool, thanks for tuning in everyone.